Welcome to the Chicken Coop. This is the voice of the fair. I'm Chicken, aka Chris, and I'm your host. We're coming from you. We're coming to you rather live in downtown Battleground, Washington. The Voice of the Fair is a podcast all about all things fair related, from entertainment to 4-H, fair staff to fair goers. I try to cover it all. If you have someone you would like to hear me interview or a story idea, please reach out via the message link on your listening platform or reach out to me at spiritofthefair.com or my website, chickencooppro.com. In fair-related news this week, in Monroe, Washington, home of the Evergreen State Fair, a kangaroo escaped a van and hopped around town. Local police searched for the bouncing marsupial for hours before finding it and returning it to the owner. Here's my question. What are you doing with a kangaroo in your van in Monroe, Washington? I still can't figure that one out. But today on Voice of the Fair, I'm chatting with Missy Cummins, 4-H Regional Specialist in Southwest Washington, and we're talking 4-H. Hi, Missy. Thanks for joining me. I know you from the Clark County Fair, but please give us a rundown of your background and what you do. Chris, I'm super excited to be here. I am, you know my name, Missy Cummins. I moved here seven years ago from Idaho. Um, I was a 4-H educator in Idaho for six years, and then Moved here for this position as a Washington State University 4-H Youth Development Regional Specialist. Um, I grew up as a 4-H'er. I did mostly home ec and leadership projects when I was growing up and decided that this was the job that I wanted someday. So here I am. I absolutely love it. For the listeners out there that may not be familiar with 4-H, please explain exactly what 4-H is, what it stands for, and what it's all about. So 4-H is a youth development program. When people think of 4-H, they think of typically animals and cooking and baking. And really, 4-H is about developing kids. And we work on developing life skills such as goal setting and public speaking and being able to develop relationships with other caring adults. And we use 4-H projects to do that. But it really just depends on, on the kid. But all of the things that you get out of the 4-H program should be about professional development and becoming a better human someday. And that's our goal. Okay, it's kind of noisy in here where we're doing the interview, but what does 4-H stand for? What are the 4-H's? The 4-H's are head, heart, hands, and health. And that's what we're learning these young people all about. If someone wanted to get, in for, get involved with 4-H, do they have to live on a farm? I know a lot of people think that. That's actually a really great question, Chris, and it's the one that people ask most often. Um, the funny thing about 4-H is that, well, we have, the roots are in agriculture, and it started over 100 years ago. A lot of kids started doing agriculture projects, but the reality is that there's robots and rockets and all of the other things as well. So for kids who don't live on a farm, there's plenty of opportunities. Um, in fact, there, most kids don't live on a farm. A lot of people think 4-H animals. We had 4-H robotics at our fair. So, I mean, it really runs the gambit of all sorts of activities that you can get involved with 4-H. Um, if a listener wants to get involved with 4-H, where do they go? What's the easiest way for them to get involved or get their young person involved? In Washington, the easiest thing to do would be to Google Washington 4-H because it's associated with all of the extension offices in every county. And that will be the place where you'll be able to find the contact information. Our office is on is at the Heritage Farm on 78th Street in Clark County. And, um, but because of COVID, we're not there all of the time. Um, we're all, and, 
and we can't really have people in and out of the office. So contacting us via email, looking on our website is the easiest way to find us. I love it. So um, let's think about the young people involved with 4-H. They've raised their animals. They've done their projects. How do they cope with not having a fair to show out this year um, due to COVID? Was there anything 4-H could do to help them this past fair season? Chris, that was probably one of the hardest things for us to all get, to get over. We were sad, very, very sad about not having the fair. A lot of families, they take their vacation time during fair week. They love, love being at the fair. Um, the thing that, so the fair is really important for us, for some of us. The fair isn't the only thing that we do in the 4-H program, that it really is about um, being able to showcase what they did. The great thing that we have worked on and what a lot of our 4-H project um, areas and a lot of 4-H clubs did was focus on that sense of connection and just making sure that they were continuing to connect with the kids in their club. Most of our 4-H clubs, it's kind of like their little family. And so keeping in contact by doing Zoom calls or they would do, there was one 4-H club that they took around um, to all of the kids in their club, these really awesome posters with candy bars on them, just telling them how much they missed them. And I saw one club that um, sent their club members the, the fair in a box, but they called it the unfair week. And so they would do all of these really fun things throughout the week where they had like watermelon contests and they would do it on Facebook Live and they did all of these things just to remain that, keep that connection. Um, there were a lot of opportunities that kids had as well to do virtually. We did a, some virtual showcases. The Horse Project did a whole entire horse show where kids sent in videos and they had them judged. There was a virtual auction for kids who did uh, market animal projects. Um, so we were trying to do our best to keep that connection alive. And that's the piece that we focus on in the 4-H program is that connection. And that's what I love about 4-H. I'm so glad you took this interview with me today. Um, so you had a super special meeting just today. Um, what's on the horizon for 4-H? COVID, post-COVID, can you give us any insight for what the future holds? Well, our number one priority always is to keep our kids safe and to make sure that our 4-H families are doing things in the safest way possible. We are going to continue to support people through virtual means, through other opportunities to stay connected. We've been doing learning kits where we have a project in a box that we have available to 4-H families that we've been distributing throughout the region. Um, just yesterday, I spent the day in Stevenson putting together all of the kit um, supplies for a math and science and art kit altogether. So we're, there's a lot of opportunities that we have where we can't meet in person yet. We're still waiting to see what happens with COVID, but our main priority is to keep our family safe and to, to do what they need to do to help themselves during this pandemic. Missy, so much fun talking to you. I miss you. We've, we've, we've shared snow cones at the fair. Um, in fact, I call Missy snow cone because she starts texting me three, four months before fair is like, I could sure go for a snow cone right now. So Missy and I kind of connected at my fair and, and I'm really pleased to have you here. Anything you'd like to throw out there for parents or kids in 4-H or considering 4-H? I guess my number one piece of advice really is to take care of each other and to do what we need to do to make sure that we're all safe and surviving a pandemic. And 4-H can be the way that helps connect kids with other people and, um, and just continue taking care of yourselves. Missy Cummins, thanks so much for being here. I'm sure we're going to chat again because um, you are my link to the 4-H world. And like it says in my intro, we cover all things fair from 4-H to fair goers. And, uh, and thank you for being a part of it and keeping these kids involved. And that does it for this episode of Voice of the Fair. Thanks again for listening. And please reach out to me if you have someone you'd like to hear me interview or if you have a story idea spiritofthefair.com or my website chickencooppro.com until next time be good humans bok bok <laughs>